Welcome to episode number seven of HearthCast, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player with your host, Root, the gnome warlock with no free time on his hands. And Freckleface, the gnome rogue with too much free time on her hands. In this episode number seven of our full-length version of our podcast here at HearthCast.com, we're going to be talking about... Oh, stuff that's in-game, out-of-game, just news with Blizzard, what's going on. We got some greetings and salutations, some website updates. We'll get into some email that was been sent in. And we got our main content of the week. We're talking about professions, their usefulness as a whole as they work in the game. We're going to go to Root's Auction House tip, my game tip of the week. Also, we're doing Fishing for Wishes, Game Developments, Add-on of the Week, Word of the Week, and we'll give you... Um, a little anecdote at the end here. We got a lot of of the weeks. What the hell do something about that? Fine. So, so Face, what is going on with you this week in the world of Warcraft? Well, I'll tell you what, Root. I really want to get 50 mounts. Mm. And I kind of, I sat down and calculated it. And what I came up with is after I get another mammoth, either through Stonekeeper Shards or buying one from the Sons of Hodir. Then after that, it'll take about 3,000 gold to get the rest of the mounts. Okay. But the thing is, I have been revered with Shatari Sunguard ever since um, Burning Crusade. If I get Exalt with them, that opens up six more mounts available for purchase. Wow. So I've actually been going back to Outland and doing a daily in Outland. Just to um, build, up, build up your rep back there? Exactly. Um, just to open that up, and you know what? I give him 50 mounts, I get an albino drake. Ooh. So, that's my goal right now. That's that's, so what, a, that's a lofty goal. I like that. It's lofty. So, what's going on with you? You know what? Not a whole lot's been going on this week. I, you know, I'm still adjusting to the, uh, the the new job, and, you know, it's keeping a lot of my hours occupied. Uh, so, I really have had... Just about no wild time whatsoever. I've managed to log in and, and scan the auction house, um, and then you know checked my egg on Saturday, and I got a little uh, another little pet. That's another week I've not gotten the, the the flying mount. Next week though is my week. I will have the flying mount that week. You tune in and see. Uh, but I did go ahead, and we'll talk about it later on the show. But I did update my account to a Battle.net account, and we'll talk about that merger and why it's a thing to do later on in the show. Now, Blizzard, they're having a year-long comic WoW comic contest. Each month's winner will receive three volumes of the Blizzard Entertainment manga, and they will be considered by Tokyopop for con- contributions to upcoming volumes of both Warcraft Legends and StarCraft Frontline. So there you go. If you can draw things and make comics up for, about the world of Warcraft, you can enter those. There's more information on Blizzard's page about that. You know, the other thing coming out with Blizzard this week has been a lot of spoof emails. Uh, Blizzard announced it recently. You can see this, by the way, when you log into the game or if you go to the website, either one. But they're saying they've recently seen an increase in the number of spoof emails that players are receiving that they're attempting to steal account information. These types of emails often appear as authentic and usually request your login name, security question, and here's a key thing, the password. Keep in mind that official Blizzard Entertainment emails will always come from Blizzard.com and will never, 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 never ask for your password. You know, we're hearing left and right about about people's accounts being compromised, and with uh, with 
this is one of the ways you're doing it. You know, they get an official email from Blizzard saying something along the lines, we just need to count information and password will verify something for you. And a lot of people are falling for that. Blizzard will flat out never, ever ask for a password. So keep that in mind. Well, also, one thing we didn't cover last week was that Blizzard did a pretty funny April Fool's joke. Um, they put on that their website that in the patch 3.1, they're incorporating a new PvP dance system um, that would work like a vehicle system. You come, you know, you bust your moves, um, and you win glory like that. Nice. Um, I thought that's pretty funny. Also, like, in the forums, they modified it so that every person's comment before and after it added extra text to it. Right, it kind of looked like they're role-playing. Like they're role-playing. Um, it was pretty funny. Um, last year, it, when we were all anticipating Wrath of Lich King, they made an announcement about a new class coming out. It's like the rocker where you, know, where you had your guitar and you nice. play, play music at people. Um, so I, I like the silly things. That's one of the things I enjoy about the game, so... Well, that's cool. I was, that I was cool. amused. And with our show, something we're going to be doing, we'll talk about this here in a minute, uh, we're now going to be providing outlines of our show. All the information, the content on our show will be available via a new email list that is going to be on the website. We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. But first, we want to give a quick shout-out to all of our listeners. We thank you so much for making our podcast what it is, the internationally acclaimed podcast that it has become. All of our guildmates on the faces of Azeroth on the Gorgonosh server, thank you all for your time, patience, and support. You can always find us over at www.hearthcast.com. Our email address is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can find the show on iTunes by searching for Hearthcast. And you can call us on our AC and Hearthcast hotline at 321-558-7637. Also, what's going on with Hearthcast this week is we did get some chiclets removed. Um, we do want to say thanks to a couple listeners who pointed out that there were some horrendous load times for HearthCast.com, and they pointed out that the delay was from some of the blog sites. Um, now, we've removed the chiclets for now, and it seems to have cleared up the issue. So, again, thanks for bringing, this, bringing that to our attention so we can take care of that. Yeah, we thank you a lot for that. Also, a little more in detail about our show outlines are going to be made available. We're going to have a subscribe box there on the website, and all you're going to do is give us your first name and email address, subscribe to our show outline newsletter this is going to be a weekly newsletter that'll be generated on tuesdays or whatever day that the full-length podcast goes on outlines will include additional show information links to things we talk about and special outline only content so be sure to subscribe to that uh, for more information about hearthcast.com and the show we currently have two contests still going on at hearthcast.com the first one is our feed burner contest when we have 100 new subscribers to our feed burner we will Give away a Steel Series World of Warcraft MMO gaming mouse to one lucky subscriber. We also have our Swag Dog T-shirt contest for the best call of the month to our ACN Hearthcast hotline three two one five five eight seven six three seven. The person who leaves us what we consider to be the best call of the month will be rewarded with a real nice WoW T-shirt from SwagDog.com. So, Freckleface, what do we have for email questions this week? All right, our first question says, I was scanning the auction house and found several items completely overpriced. What's up with that? Oh, I love this. You know, when we get questions like these, these are always real fun. Basically, got three things that could be happening. Number one, people don't know what they've got. They don't know what they're selling. They're throwing it on the auction house with no clues. They're generally 
just don't know what's going on. Uh, but those are few and far between. More than likely, this is the second reason, they're more than likely counting on other people who aren't either paying attention to what the price is and they're just going to buy it out, or they don't care what the price is because they have so much gold on their tune that they want something, want it bad, that it's going to buy it out. They don't really look at gold anymore. They're really hoping to fish for those type of people. Also, as we talked about in last week's podcast, if you see something like a gray item that is completely overpriced and it's really, really something that sticks out, this is still a way that people are moving gold in the game when people are are doing what I consider to be a, a horrendous cheating act of buying gold uh, from somebody else. And a the way they're doing it is to just put in the, a cheap item up on the auction house for 100,000 gold or whatever the case might be. So if you see that, you know, you can bring it up to a GM. They may or may not do anything about it. They may just go, hey, hey, thanks for your time. But uh, if you see something like that in the auction house, just stay away from it. It's just a way that people are, are trying to move gold through there. Our second question comes from Warrior at Heart. And Warrior at Heart says that my wife is always getting mad at me for playing WoW, and she interrupts me when I'm trying to do an instance or PvP. How can I get her to leave me alone? And Freckleface, you know what? I'm going to let you speak as the voice of wisdom and experience on this one. <laughs> well, you know what? I've been a WoW widow before I was into the game. I was married to someone who is very into the game, and I can tell you what, from the spouse in, it can be very annoying to have someone in the room when they are constantly logging into the game and to be, you know, so enthralled with this thing they're not paying any attention to you. Um, a couple of things you can do to to alleviate this situation. If you're always on your headset and talking to people, that just kind of makes it worse because then on the one hand, you're not only just paying attention to your screen, you're having conversations with people and you're just completely blocking out everyone else in the house. Um, so if you can find a way to kind of eliminate that, that can help a little bit. Um, another thing you should really do is if it's an issue, just you need to schedule your time. Just make a you know particular time, whether it's a couple hours a night or you know however you want to do it. Just make sure you know you communicate. You have it set up so that when you are playing, she understands. All right, well this is my time, but I'll be done at this particular time, and then you know it'll be available. And you know that really that really is important. I mean, we do talk about you know our, our outside relationships in Warcraft, and you know there's people who have you know even gotten divorced over the game because it is just that addictive so your basic advice is to communicate and schedule time for both not just your your gaming time but also time with your spouse exactly so you know we talked a couple weeks ago about how professions worked inter amongst themselves and the whole world of warcraft and i know we kind of said we we're going to come back to this and go a little you know kind of into different niche on it so what do you have for us this week, Freckleface, on how professions work in the game of World of Warcraft? Well, this is kind of like just my um, kind of basic overview of it, but it might give you an idea of um, maybe what you want to go into if you're starting a new character or what you want to comprise your guild of if you are a part of the recruitment. Um, so let's just kind of take a look at it individually. I'm not going to cover any of the, um, the gathering skills because those are used specifically just to sell or to be used in the crafting skills. Now, first off, you got tailoring. Um, 
tailors make bags, and I don't think that people really think about too much of how much of a convenience that is. But if you go to a vendor and try to buy a 12-slot bag, it's 8 gold. And you go to the auction house with 8 gold, and you can get, right now, a 16-slot bag. Um, so if we all had to depend on vendors for bag space, y'all be kind of poor. Um, so that provides a convenience. Tailors also, they provide some pretty good gear for cloth wear specifically. And spell thread for, which is like a leg enchant, for any player who uses a mana. Then we go on to enchanting. Without enchanting, we would not have twinks. Enchanting is something that obviously everyone can use. You're kind of expected to um, incorporate this in part of your quest and getting geared. Um, and it helps for PvP, the PvP enchantment, and also for raiding. Um, now, inscription, obviously they make glyphs, which can improve your abilities for, again, raiding, PvP, also leveling. But inscription kind of enhances enchanting in that they make the little scrolls that enchanters can use to put their enchants on the auction house. So that helps everyone, because instead of having to spam trade chat to try to find what you're looking for, find someone who has a specific recipe, you know, they make that medium so it's just kind of right there. Hmm. All right. Um, now you get into blacksmithing. Now they do make gear for mail and plate wearers. Um, so not too much there if you're a cloth or a leather worker. But the weapons that they can make um, are some of the best in the game as far as BOE. Um, so lots of people can benefit from that. Um, same with leather working. You know, they make leather for leather wearers. But then they also make the leg enchants, you know, the cobra hide. And then just the armor kits that you can use as soon as you level up. You know, you start adding those armor kits to your four pieces you know, your chest, legs, head, hands, and feet. Um, and it really helps you. The engineering is, it provides some convenience in raids. You know, we talked about the, you know, the scrap bot, right. the molly. Um, but mostly, they make guns and bullets, which are helpful for hunters over any other class. Uh, but also the bombs they make can do siege damage, which is very important in winter grass. Um, alchemists make potions, which, if you're not a rogue and you're not pickpocketing people all the time, those healing pots can be hard to come by. Right. So you get an alchemist and they make those pots. They also make the flask, which persists through death. So they are very helpful in raids and in PvPs. Is kind of up your stats when you're trying to get stuff done. Um, one of the newer professions, jewel crafters. Um, they make necklaces and earrings. And they're the only ones that make armor for those slots so unlike you know if you want a chest piece depending on what type you need you know you might go to a tailor a leather worker or or a blacksmither but jewel crafters everyone goes to them for necklaces or earrings and they also craft the gems that we need to socket our gear and that enhances pvp and pve and then one of the secondary professions that we kind of wanted to go over was cooking. Right. Because that gives you some really amazing buffs if you look at what all you can do. Um, you can There's food out there that lets you track humanoids. 
which will obviously give you a serious advantage in PvP. If you don't, if if you're not a hunter, you don't have that option otherwise. Um, it gives you buffs in raids and instances, and just kind of helps everything go smoother if everyone's getting an extra attack power or extra spell power, or really whatever they need to use. Um, so most of the professions, what they basically do, is that they'll give a few good gear pieces that certain people can use, and then maybe a couple of specialty items that everyone can use. Now, the profession that has been used for twinks most often is enchanting, because you'll see that with them, you know, the super stats on you know, level 29, so they can just kind of own the battlegrounds. Right. Um, now, I think the profession that does the greatest amount of convenience to the most amount of people is absolutely tailoring. Everyone needs tailors for that bag space. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and in my opinion, the profession that is useful mostly to the crafter only is really engineering. Um, all their stuff is really nifty, but most of it you do have to be an engineer to use. So I think overall that's one of the more self-centered professions. Um, so really when you look at these things overall... It's kind of helpful to know what does what in because, you know, we've talked about, you know, when you're trying to do your guild makeup, you know, if you're an officer recruiting people or if you're a guild master, it's really important to have a diversity of professions in your guild as well as diversity of classes and um, roles in dungeons. Right, and I appreciate you bringing us this list. It allows us to you know, better understand what exactly the professions are going to do. Because I know a lot of times when people are just rolling new characters, they think, you know, what's in it for me? What am I going to make the, mess, the most amount of gold with? What's going to be the best thing for me to do? And they really don't think of how it's going to help other people. So I think that's a really good list to have uh, for people who are deciding what profession to choose. So we thank you so much for bringing it to us. Awesome. Well, you have um, a good tip for us this week, don't you, Root, on the auction house? I do, you know, and this is something that kind of it comes along the lines of of what we talked about last week with all the uh, all the stuff we did on auctioneer last week, and this is basically the the art of relisting, and it's how how to go into the auction house, see something that's a good deal, that somebody has completely underpriced, know when to buy it, and how to relist it and when to relist it. And there's some things that I look for for that. Now, number one, just like we say all the other times. Scan on a daily basis. Use the auctioneer add-on. Scan on a daily basis. That's going to give you the most up-to-date information, so you can make the most uh, wise and logical and well-informed choices here. Now, you can make a lot of easy gold with relisting an item if you have the right item. In auctioneer, you go to your search filter. You look for the reseller, and uh, I look for about five things. The first thing I look for is my margin. How much money am I going to make by relisting the item? Uh, you can set your threshold for whatever you want, five gold, for example. But you want to see how much gold you're going to get by successfully relisting that item. So that's the first thing I look for. Hey, how much is this going to be worth my time of buying this item and relisting it? Five gold is the minimum. I typically set mine up a little higher, about eight, nine, ten gold or so. When you're looking at the item, if you have your, your threshold met, the next thing you look for is how many times the auctioneer has actually seen that item on the auction house. If Auctioneer has seen the item less than 10 times, it's not a valid reflection of how much that item really costs. You stay away from it because it could be on there that's overpriced compared to what that person has. However, 
if it's only seen six or four or however many items of it, less than ten, it doesn't know enough to give you an informed decision, so stay away from that. Over ten, it's a good deal. Grab it. You also want to look at how many of those items are currently listed. If there are more than five items of that item currently listed on the auction house for a fair market value, buy the item, but don't list it. Got, you have too much competition right now. So buy the item, put it in your bank. Don't list it out there with the other ones, unless the price is so stupid low that you know you're, you're going to be able to sell it. So you can, unless it's that, that's your exception to that one. You also want to look at how many of those items are currently under market value. In other words, how many you're seeing in your in your auctioneer resale list. If you have a lot of them listed in the reselling filter, it means competition is really high and people are engaged in an undercutting nightmare. You want to stay far away from those items. They're okay to purchase if you can make a long-term commitment to it. It's not something you want to buy and relist immediately. The biggest thing I think is how much money you can have in play for the item. If it's a high gold item, can you risk to have your money tied up? Sometimes buying a high gold item means you'll have it sitting in your bank for a while, waiting on the market to rebound, but you have to make sure you can afford to have that amount of gold in play before you buy it. Now I've gone through and I've bought stuff that's been 900 to 1,000 gold, relisted it immediately, and was able to successfully make a couple hundred gold on the deal. I've also had stuff that I bought for 900 gold or so, relisted it and have it the auction expire, only to relist it a week or so later to have it sell. So it really depends on how much gold you can actually have tied up during that time. So what you want to look for is your margin, how many times auctioneers seen the item, how many items are currently listed, how many of them currently under market value, and how much money you're going to have in play at time to work for those items. Use those five things, and you'll be able to successfully relist items and make a profit on the auction house. Freckleface, what is your tip this week for the game of World of Warcraft? Well, you know, um, my tip of the week is basically, you know, we have to do pugs for, you know, instances or groups or whatever we're doing. Sure. Um, now, if you do find someone that you like to play with, you know, um, you get along with them, they're a good player, um, I would say not just to add them to your friends list, but take another step. You know, when you see them on, say, you know, hey, what's up? Try to keep up with them. And, you know, hopefully that will help you get into future groups with them and help you out later in the game. And the reason why I say that is because if you just put them on your friends list, I've had this happen so many times. You say, hey, you know, put your friends list, blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't talk to them, nothing. you don't really have an opportunity to group together. And then a couple months later, you're looking through there, and you don't even remember why the person's on there in the first place. And right. uh, they end up getting deleted. So if you're going to go ahead and establish that connection of putting them on there, just make sure you, you, know, you keep, in keep in touch, keep in contact with them. And then when they are out and they need someone to group with, you know, you're going to be the one, one of the first people they think of um, to call in. Right, because a lot of times when you're looking for more for a group, people will check their guild, and if all the guildies are busy, they're going to think about you, the, that person, your friend, they'll go, hey, you know what, I remember this warrior that, that, that friended me, and he and I talk all this time, we, needed, we, need, we need a tank, let me go talk with him. So yeah, that's a great tip, always, not just add him to your friends list, but build a rapport and build a friendship with him. So Freckleface, have you done any fishing this week? I did. Um, in our Fishing for the Wishes, my coin of the week is um, Antonitis Silver Coin. 
Um, you can find Antoninus Memorial in Dalaran. You can actually read that plaque that's put there by Jaina Pradmore. He was um, the Archmage of the Kirantor, and he was killed by the Lich King. Um, what his coin says is, Grant me the strength to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And if this sounds familiar to to you, it's because it's you know Serenity Prayer. Um, it's been used by the Alcoholics Anonymous for a long time. Um, another kind of connection I found in the game is if if you're a blood elf, if you do slash silly, one of the things that you might say is to start to say that prayer, and in the middle of it, it says like God, ah, just give me some freaking magic before I kill somebody. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, so, anyways, it's, it's a good saying, and it was kind of funny, because when I first fished it up, I was, I was in the party with someone, and I was also having a whisper conversation with another friend, and my friend was telling me about this, you know, huge argument he had with, you know, another guildmate, um, and I was trying to link this coin to my party member, and instead I linked it to him. Oh, and he got very defensive and yeah. just saying, just saying, you know, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I can um, see that. And I was just kind of like, no, I didn't really mean anything <laughs> by it. And the thing was, and I tried to sit down. I was like, look, it was really just, you know, Miss Tell. He just would not believe me whatsoever. Yeah, so that's something um, you can link something like that. You want to be a little careful with that. <laughs> that's that's interesting. That's pretty funny. But, you know, hey, if someone is, you know, crying about something that's pretty trivial, send in that. <laughs> yeah, link in that, so stop your QQing. That's great. <laughs> this week, some of the things that's been going on with, with Blizzard, actually last couple of weeks, is we are now able to merge our World of Warcraft accounts with a Battle.net account. And what this is going to allow players to do is use one login for all their Blizzard current and future titles, uh, and anything that Blizzard's going to be offering, anything they're offering online, they're shopping, etc. It's a good time to do this right now before Blizzard makes it mandatory. Right now, it's optional. Since it's optional, we don't have a lot of demand to do this. Um, they've already rolled it out in the EU. They've rolled it out here. It's merged. They're available to do this. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's very relatively very easy to do as long as you're paying attention to what you're doing on the website. It's pretty easy to do. It took me, oh, maybe five or so minutes to get it done. Right now, what this means is by logging on, players can download the game anywhere. Since you're associating your account with a Battle.net and you're associating with all your Blizzard stuff, that means I can go to a new computer, log with my Battle.net system, and download the game right there. Now, some stuff that's come up, some questions that people have raised is, you know, can you still multi-box? A lot of people are multi-boxing. Yes, you can still multi-box by merging all your accounts. When you log in, you'll get a little window that pops up that asks you which account you want to use. So you can still multi-box with your Battle.net. One of the things it could mean, this is speculation, is that upgrades and expansions are going to be available via Battle.net first. I download my expansions. When Wrath came out, I didn't go stand in line to go buy it. I waited till it was available as a download, and I downloaded it. I think this is going to be something they're going to roll out through the Battle.net first, just kind of like the uh, the Steam engine. 
they're going to be making downloads available of all their software titles via Battle.net. If you have your Battle.net login, log in, get the stuff ahead of time. Problems that this could address or have is you're merging all your accounts into one place. And if your account gets compromised, it's not just one account anymore. Now it's all of your accounts. However, you can get the authenticator now from Blizzard, which is going to give you a little security ID that is generated every time you need it. It knows it, but it's just it's a hash algorithm that it gets from a time sequence. So it, it's unique for that minute to you and your account only. So you press the button on the authenticator or you get the code when you're by pressing a button on the iPhone. It gives you your code. You then type in those digits, and now you're able to log in not only with the username and password, but also your, your passcode. So it gives you another layer of protection on there. You can get the iPhone app for this, which is the Battle.net mobile authenticator from the, from the App Store. Uh, you can get it, the keychain uh, from Blizzard Store. Right now, they're actually sold out of those because I think the reason they're quote-unquote sold out is because they're making this available for the iPhone for free. And other mobile devices are going to be coming out with it. Um, the description that Blizzard gives for this is that you protect your World of Warcraft account with the industry-leading account security. The Blizzard Authenticator is designed as a supplemental authentication method for your World of Warcraft account, giving you the security of two-factor authentication. Each time you log in using the Blizzard Authenticator, you're provided with a unique one-time-use password to use in addition to your regular password. Log in with both, and you can rest easy knowing your account is now even more secure from malicious attacks such as keyloggers and Trojans. And, uh, you know, Freckleface, just last week we heard of yet another one of our of our friends having their accounts uh, compromised. I don't like to use the word hack because it's not a quote-unquote hack. Um, compromised, meaning someone else got access to it, is a better uh, a better analogy of what's going on. So... This is something that I'm trying to prevent myself, and I know not right now until I get my authenticator, I'm still at risk. However, uh, you know, I think there are other methods and other reasons, rather, that people are having their accounts compromised. And I don't think it's just random by chance. You know, it's kind of difficult to get, guess a username and password. But my advice to everybody is to go ahead now, before the big rush when Blizzard makes this a requirement, to go ahead now and go to battle.net and get your account merger going on. It's right there on the front page of Battle.net. Now, thank you for that, Root. And we're going to move on to our featured add-on. Now, this is something that you can use for Arena. It's called Proximo. Now, what it does is when you get into Arena Match, it pops up a little box. You can change the size of the box. You can position it. Um, now, when you kind of hover, or as soon as your computer kind of... Um, is notified of the opposing players. It puts little bars in those box and it'll give you a symbol so you can know what class you're going up against. It also gives you a health bar so at a glance you can see um, what the health is of your opponents as well as to see what the makeup is of the team you're going against. Mm. And it actually tries to tell you the spec if it can in addition to just its class. So, you know, you go in there, you kind of hover over, it's like, oh, you know, it's two mages or, you know, whatever. Um, so it's actually really helpful and just kind of like, boom, because that's one of the things that's hardest in going to arena is trying to get your bearings um, before you die. You're actually right. That was one of the things when we first started our arena team, I was always 
marveling at how fast you could determine what kind of players are going up against. Oh, and, I see. And then you told me just... you had the add-on. and I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah, I thought you were like Uber player, and I'm like, wow. And now I know it's just an add-on, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, see, now you can be Uber, too. I can be Uber, that's right. That's right. With Proxima. Okay. Well, you know, when I am in arena, sometimes I will hit my button to eviscerate my yes, opponent. Absolutely. And this is, goes into my vocabulary word for the week. Now, in the game, if you're a rogue, it works off combo moves and finishing moves. Okay. Um, basic thing, Sinister Strike, you know, the more you do it, it adds a little combo. So when you do your finishing move, it gives more damage depending on how many times you've hit that Sinister Strike before that. Now, I never really thought about Eviscerate because what it looks like for me is just a little roundhouse roundhouse kick to the face. Okay. The animation of it. What it actually means is to remove the entrails from or to disembowel. And that's pretty gross, I think. Nice. So you're spilling intestines. Exactly. Um, you can also use this word in like a metaphorical sense, um, as in to deprive of vital essential parts. Okay. Um, but typically it's in the physical sense of just kind of disemboweling. So if you get eviscerated, it wouldn't be pretty. No, it's it's not it's not pretty at all. No, it's not pretty. Not at all. Yeah, the shuddering, just shuddering thinking of somebody's guts spilling out, you know, yay. Okay, okay. Make me happy. Hey, you know I get queasy, don't go into that. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, Freckleface, you know, just to kind of change the subject here a little bit, weren't you running around somewhere in Dalaran and found some cool stuff, like on a bookshelf or something? I was. You know, Dalaran has these um, random books that spawn. If you look in your achievement tab, um, there's one that's called Higher Learning that it gives you an achievement for um, reading all these different books in Dalaran. And I've been trying for so long to try to get this achievement. And every time I'm in Dalaran, I run around, do my little loop, try to look for the books. I've only gotten one out of the, I don't know, ten or so. But every once in a while, I'll spawn these really funny books. And one of them's on the shelf. It says a common slash orc dictionary. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, just one page. I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. And it says, Burr. An aggressively passionate mating call. What can I do for you? Means beer sold here. (laughs) Hi. Means a threatening war cry, especially when accompanied by a wave or a bow. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So apparently if you're out, you know, in the world and someone says hi to you and they wave, that's a go to attack them. Or if they say, or, or if you're out there and you see an orc and you say hi to them, and wave. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. They think it, see that makes sense. That's why I get kinked all the time. This makes exactly. sense. Now, if you hear, according to this book, if you hear someone say "How are you," what they're really asking is, "Was your mother really a reptile?" Ouch. <laughs> oh. And the last one is "King's Honor, friends" means I'm starving. <laughs> So, you know, this so, sheds a little more light as to, to why, you know, this great rift exists between the Horde and the Lion. So they just don't understand each other. Exactly. So, 
So it's one of the books you can get along the way to your achievement of reading all those books in, in Dalaran. That is, that's great. But that does shed some light onto why the Horde hate us so much on the Alliance side. It is. So if you see a bookshelf and it's got one book on it and you can click on it, go ahead and click on it because it's usually pretty funny. Um, yeah. There you go. There you go. All messages left on the HearthCast AC and Hotline will be entered into a monthly drawing for our Swag Dog t-shirt. So... Do us a favor, call that number, 321-558-7637, and don't forget to leave us a message there. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to check out the website, hearthcast.com. Our HearthCast AC and hotline, again, 321-558-7637, or you can email us at contribute at hearthcast.com or use our website submission form under Be Part of the Show. And what is next week's topic, Root? We're going to talk about the top 10 ways to practically guarantee your spot in a raid or instance. Well, we can all use that. All right. So, I'm going to be sure to tune in then. And until next time. This has been Root. And Freckleface. From HearthCast.com. Each month's winner will receive three volumes of Blizzard Entertainment's uh, Magna. Manga? Manga. Manga. I said Magna. Manga or manga. Manga. Okay. That can be your word of the week next week. With Blizzard's... (coughs) Yeah, nice. Sorry. 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 Winners will receive three volumes of Blizzard Entertainment's Magna and will be considered by nope. Tokyo Do it again. Magna Ma- Manga. Nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to do this one? Yeah, you do this one. <laughs> okay. And Frankface, you have any special shout out of the week? Absolutely not. Okay, what is it then? <laughs> okay. Our contests are still going on. We have two contests currently on in... in uh, now, is there anything that you can say to our listeners on how to get your wife to bring your food while you're playing WoW? Because <laughs> <laughs> that would just be epic. You know what? I've done that. And it's just a matter of trading. You can trade that for, you know, a back rub. There you go. I like that. That's, yeah. that's cool. So, you know... We talked a couple of weeks ago about this whole profession thing and how professions worked inside the game of work on the World Cup. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where'd it go? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. What was that? I said no, no. Oh, no, no. All right, well, thanks for that, Root. No um, and now it's time for... What? 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 What, what? No, I would never. You totally were. Never. I said thank you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 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 All right. And that's kind of... I don't know what it's going to (laughs) say. Well, that's good to know. So how many of these books do we need for for that uh, achievement? Oh, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. Oh, I want to say too many. Huh? Okay. So you're, so you're. I mean, wait a minute.
say bye or anything? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye now. Bye bye.